All right, and here we are on the Red Pill News. Red Pill, Red Pill, Red Pill, Red Pill, take the Red Pill. I'm not going to talk about mass shootings tonight because they, they happen almost every day now in the United States of America, you know. What I will talk about are the people who are doing them are uh, obviously mentally unhinged. They are uh, largely uh, democratic in their views, in their political views. That To me, that figures in. I don't try to, I'm not a party person, you know? I don't try to pinpoint people on their, their party politics, but yet the, the movement of the Democrats for the last many years that have moved into a, a really unacceptable, irrational uh, place, you know? You look at Bill Clinton. He was a great president. He really was. I know you probably hate it when I say that, but, you know, he, he held things together. Yeah, things happened under him that was bad. Sure, you're not going to find, uh, you know, any one agree 100% with anybody, I mean, who's in office. It's just... Uh, if you do, it's un- that's unrealistic. So, but on today's standards, Bill Clinton would look like a Republican because of uh, I mean he he passed the crime bill. You know Joe Biden also voted for it. Put a hundred thousand cops on the streets throughout the United States. They all agreed more the better. You know not less, not cut funding, not get rid of police. You know the more you do that, the more people are going to suffer. So I'll give you a situation. Here you have your really bad neighborhood situation, right? Criminals in the neighborhood committing crimes, getting arrested. They they go through the system, stand in front of a judge. The judge says, "What well, this is what's going to happen. We're going to hold you, uh, you know, put out a lot of bail so they can't get out, whatever, right? It was a system of checks and balances to a degree, you know, uh, but then people came along saying there was racial disparity uh, in within the system that more black people got arrested uh, for crimes and so on. So on. I watched Barack Obama said that there there were uh, you know the numbers are, are wrong in prison that it should be more evened out, which is ridiculous to say. You're assuming that that people commit crimes on all levels, you know. And uh, the fact of the matter is that, you know, in the United States of America, African-Americans make up about 13%, but yet commit 54% of the crimes, according to the FBI. You can't ignore that statistic. And it's not a, a racist statement. It's not a nasty statement. It's a truthful statement. It's, you know what it is? It's something that needs to be fixed. And, uh, and no matter what, you know, of course, there's white people that commit crimes. Of course, in, in, in huge numbers, obviously, you go look at jails, you're going to see a lot of them in there. Uh, Spanish people, too, and Asian people, too. All kinds of people. You don't need to be part of any group to commit a crime or not commit a crime. You know, it, it really is uh, up to the environment and what that environment dictates to the people uh, around them, you know, who, who live there. So now in New York City, you have a mayor, Mayor Adams, who... I gave him a chance. I gave him a lot of chances. I mean, here we are, you know, crossing into June. This guy, the, the crime is he's getting worse. He has been in Beverly Hills on campaign fundraisers and hanging out with stars, Hollywood people. He even hung out with Dave Chappelle. You know, he needs not to do those things. 
he needs to do what he was hired to do is help fix New York and help get on top of the crime. He needs not to blame anyone else for these crimes except the criminals themselves, right? But in the city now, you have a lot of judges, you have a district attorney who is letting people go. They're catching people and they're letting them go. And when they let them go, they're committing even worse crimes. You know, you're giving them the green light to commit crimes. You're saying, go ahead and, and, and keep doing what you're doing. And they're doing it in the name of race. But who are they helping? Who are they helping? You know, all right, you arrested the black guy who committed the crime. And, uh, you know, you think that there's too many in jail, so you want to release him into the streets. Where is he going to go? He's going to go back to his same neighborhood, the same neighborhood where he committed crimes, the same neighborhood where he got arrested, the same neighborhood where he's torturing the other people who live there, who are not criminals, the ones who have to be there, who's stuck. There's a lot of people in America who are stuck. They can't leave where they are because they don't have the money to do it. You know? Oh, man. We can give the Ukraine $40, $40 billion. We can peel off bucks for every stupid thing that comes along, too, on top of that. and Not to help our own people, though. And, you know, as far as I see it, if I connect the dots, I see uh, a political body that enjoys keeping people at a certain level so they can get those votes and then blame the other party for, for their disparity. Right? Is what they do. They're blaming the other party. That's all the Republicans are this. And the Republicans do it too. The Democrats are that. They're all bad, aren't they? And, and none of them complete the circuit. You know, you can look at both parties and you may have interests, things you like or things that you don't like, things that you want to fix. Not either party has all of those interests, all those checkboxes. So then you have to look at one or the other or whatever candidate comes along. And they're all money people now, you know, all of them. Look at AOC. She she tries to act like she she's for the people. She hasn't done anything for the people in the Bronx or Queens. She goes to the big parties. She doesn't live in those areas. She has a really high end apartment in in D.C. <clears throat> she's backed by by billionaires. What's the difference of that and whatever else robot they decide to put in? You know, it, it's they have learned the people who run the system have learned what people like, what they don't like. They have surveys. They have all kinds of polls that they do. They take that information. They data mine it and they compile it. Who's the best person that we can put forward? That's going to be just the spokesperson to the people. Right. And that's who they put. In, that's who they put out there. Right. They put they chose her out of 10,000 people. She was the winner. She fit the bill. You know, they chose her because of her, her uh, sexuality, her race, everything. So, okay, you got you got this person in there, and then look at the stuff that she's done. Look at the stuff that she said, or even suggested. You know, she's no political scientist, and she's no engineer. She she was a bartender. I'm not saying a bartender can't uh, run something, but you, first you have to have ideas to run something. She had no ideas. They approached her, and her handlers are are um, billionaires. You know, they, they tell her what to do and what to say, right? And this, this, is, this has become the political system of bought and sold politicians on both sides. And uh, the trust is gone. There's no trust within the United States for people in politics. And 
they they feel like they're hopeless voting 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 and then you see what gets in there so it's come down to to people pointing the finger and blaming and whatever the shooter who went into a school in texas and shot you know those children are 94 percent latino and uh the shooter himself was latino you know it's a very poor area very poor town apparently matthew mcconaughey grew up there but uh the sad part is you know of course 19 dead kids it didn't need to happen the the warning signs were missed but why were the warning signs missed i mean when this guy was was cutting his face up why wasn't he brought to a psychiatrist why wasn't why didn't he get his mental health you know putting himself out there as uh as what putting eyeliner on and, and posing and doing all the stuff he was doing that in of itself is, is harmless you look at prince and people like that but cutting your face you cry for help you can't ignore something like that making threats making threats against others and then he had if he had see in texas like new york is, is so different if you're mental in new york you can't get a gun unless you buy the uh you know off the street like illegal illegal firearms in texas it's like more of an open market where you can get guns and there's a lot of loopholes that need to be closed but they don't want to do it because they feel like any step in that direction the democrats who always push for massive gun control want to to push it further right you have people who are unrealistic. Then you have people, the argument, the argument is back, assault weapons, this, that. And let me tell you, man, that's somebody who is a weapons expert, somebody who knows guns back and forth. That guy could have walked in there with a shotgun, too, and done the same thing. You know, so uh, it's not about the uh, so-called assault weapon, any weapon. And in, in police terminology, any weapon used uh, for an assault is an assault weapon. They're saying assault weapon because they, they look like military weapons and that type of thing. Even if they didn't, even if they had a wood stock and painted a different color or whatever, they would still function the same way, you know? So uh, in New York, you can't hunt with those rifles either, AR-15 or anything like that, or AR-10, you know, because the bulls travel too far. So you're talking about uh, at least 2,100 miles per hour, like three times the speed of sound. You know, you fire these weapons, it actually makes the sonic boom that loud. <clears throat> so it's not a question of who should be able to own. No, yeah, I guess it is, but more like you're restricted. Okay, someone likes to have a lot of alcohol. They go out and they kill a bunch of people in their car. Do they make the alcohol illegal? No. They, the responsibility is on the person that does these things, you know. Uh uh, the guy in France, uh, the terrorist, drove over 80 people and killed them with a truck. They make trucks illegal. No, you know, uh, it doesn't matter. Knives, uh, guns, you push people out of windows or whatever the hell it is, a bomb. You know, dead is dead. You need to stop the bogey before they strike. You need to have intelligence and police that know what they're doing that aren't, uh, uh, that aren't you know, idiots. You know, when they had the, the shooting in Florida, that sheriff had to resign because his whole department was inept. They mishandled it. People were, were needlessly killed that didn't have to be killed because of his misdirection. The guy actually went on CNN's town hall meeting, uh, speaking out against all the NRA and guns and whatever. Meanwhile, it was that sheriff. 
Uh, you know, they visited that kid like 19 times, the one who did the shooting. The kid had guns. He was making threats, making threats to the school and other people he knew. 19 times. A lot of those were d- domestic disturbances. You can't do anything with someone like that. So I researched, you know, the area in Texas where the shooting happened. They have zero beds available for psychiatric patients. They have no help for young people who have any kind of condition or whatever. So when you look at a democratically elected government, United States, you got uh, Joe Biden in there, who I, I believe does he doesn't even know where he is most of the time. Uh, I think if you asked him what the date was, he wouldn't even know, or even what year it is, what year is it? I bet he doesn't know. You know, that's it. if I was, I would be asking him cognitive questions <laughs> if I was a reporter. Not, not questions about anything else, no Ukraine or whatever. I'd be asking him, do you know where you are, sir? You know, and do you know what, what, what day it is? What month it is? You know what I mean? Because I don't think he does. You know, I think that he's really that far gone. And, uh, and behind him, you got Kamala Harris, who may surprise people if she uh, has, has to become president by default may surprise people, you know, right now she's cackling Kamala because she doesn't really uh, go out there and say anything except the, these, these things that they write for her. And she doesn't really have a clue to say anything, you know, vice presidents largely didn't really do much, right? Open up the ice cream parlor or go have a piece, a slice of pizza with so-and-so in Staten Island or whatever, right? For the, for the photo op. And that's kind of what they do. So, but with, with this leadership, you would think that they would make funds available to every state. And I don't want to hear, oh, but the states take it and do different stuff. You can designate funds specifically for a purpose and be used for that purpose, specifically for a purpose. And mental health is a crisis going on in the U.S. Mental health is all different levels, isn't it? People could be mildly depressed that's a mental health issue people can be psychotic and want to go hurt other people because they're hurting so bad and, and what i'm hearing from the left unfortunately are these excuses they don't make excuses for the guy that walked in in buffalo and killed all those people you know his self-designated white supremacist that idiot <clears throat> instead they make excuses for these other ones the ones who are democrat isn't it funny Oh, because they've suffered, and that's why they did it. They've suffered at the hand of the other party, and that's why they did it, you know. And and there is always some kind of excuse. So it doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter what religion they are. It doesn't matter. It just matters that they're, they're killers. And a lot of them could be stopped, could have been stopped. But the police messed up. So does that sound like a situation you want to cut funding to the police? For, for, you know, less police on the street? Is that going to solve the problem? Obama today in a speech had, had the nerve and the audacity to bring George Floyd into this Texas shooting situation. One thing has nothing to do with the other. Zero zilch, right? But that's the sales pitch. That's the angle. That's what they want to push out there. You know, it's been... T- Two years, George Floyd, whatever. Let me tell you, Obama, 19 children are dead, two teachers. George Floyd doesn't figure in. It's not the same situation. It wasn't a cop that did it, you know, but they he vilified the police. 
he took the moment talking about a massacre in Texas and vilified the police. Now, did those police in Texas act uh, accordingly? A lot of information is coming out saying that they didn't. And there's a lot of questions on why the guy was in there for, for over an hour, 90 minutes, hour and a half. You know, all the initial reports was that he kind of crashed his grandma's truck and ran into the school with his gun. Right? He was being chased by police. He jumps out with his guns to, and runs into a school. Quite a long run to get into a school. Why, if they were in hot pursuit and they were right there and they were on his ass and they saw him jump out with these guns and run towards the school, why didn't they stop him? Why? So, so he had quite a run to that school, uh, apparently. Why didn't they stop him? That's, that's going to be the question of the day for, for the sheriff there. You know? So I don't have a high opinion of Texas. I think that uh, a lot of them are shit kickers that are there. And, and I'll say that happily, joyfully. You know, I had bad experiences in Texas, me, myself, of just driving through the place. I was stopped by a police officer and harassed, you know, <laughs> for, for no reason, no nothing, no nothing. Just driving through. Right? Pecos, Texas. And this guy stop. Oh, you see a, a Z28 Camaro with New York license plates. And he's going to stop me and ask me a bunch. Some some young shit kicker. So that's what he says. Shit kicker. You tell him, go kick some shit. Leave me alone. But, uh, and then two older cops actually came along and told him to take off. Like, you know, why are you harassing this dude? But it doesn't matter. Because, yeah, it could be just you and that one shit kicker on, on some highway in the middle of the night. And he could say whatever he wants to say because they have a badge. They're the judge, jury, and convictioner of society, aren't they? They could say or do whatever they want to. Oh, now they have uh, cameras on their vests that they can shut off. Too much of a, a thing there. <laughs> they can shut it off. But then you have Biden on this kick who wants to uh, curb slice in the, in the aftermath of the shooting, he comes out against the police. Now, I'm all for uh, for what do police or not. I'm all for more funding for the police so they can have better training so uh, uh, they don't do stupid things. Right? And also uh, the hiring process. Hire people who aren't crazy, you know, because a lot of these cops I knew were, were guys who were like really hardcore out of their minds, you know, and then they, they got drunken on power once they became police officers and uh, listening to them talk and what stuff they would say. I'm like, oh my God, and the stuff they would do to people in the city, you know, uh, it, it just is amazing just hearing them talk, you know, very nonchalant about things that they would do. So, and, you know, don't you think the people in those neighborhoods are affected by that? They see it. They understand it. They know the police aren't their friends. They should be. They should be the protectors of that society. You know, they should look at every person on that street like I'm here to serve and protect them as my job. But they don't. It looks at, They look at them like they're criminals. They're going to commit some crimes. So anyway, President Biden is poised to sign orders curbing policing uh, to commemorate the two-year anniversary of George Floyd. This is what they're doing. It's in the wake of this shooting, this mass shooting, you know, and this is this is what they're doing. They're, they've politicized it. They're just using it. 
And George Floyd, yeah, the guy shouldn't have killed him. That's for sure. There's a lot of different opinions, but he wouldn't have had a cop in his face if he didn't commit a crime. You know, but the crimes he committed didn't equal the death penalty. You know what I mean? But uh, apparently he was on a lot of drugs at the same time. So it all figured in. But yeah, what that cop did was wrong. And that cop got convicted and he got put in jail. And the other cops are on the same thing. The ones who stood there and watched him and didn't stop him. You know, so. All right. So despite the ongoing uh, violent crime wave in the United States, <clears throat> especially New York Mayor Eric Adams, uh, that's what got Eric Adams into office because he was a transit cop and they he was pro-police and they said, let's put this guy in office. He's going to help us with our problem because de Blasio let crime run out of control and laughed at people the entire time. Right? So, let's see. Uh, so here we are. Biden's telling Eric Adams and uh, mayors any, everywhere from D.C. to San Francisco to uh, to cut funding, cut more funding, take more things away from the police. So he wants to uh, see he'll order the creation of a national registry of cops fired for misconduct and establish policies to incentivize local governments to restrict chokeholds and no-knock warrants. So remember, chokeholds were supposed to be illegal. Yeah. They are illegal, aren't they? But yet, they're not illegal. Because every time they say they're going to make them illegal, they don't. You know? So, uh, yeah, they could do the chokeholds and all that stuff. No-knock warrants. You know how many times the cops busted down somebody's door, goes in there and kills them, and they weren't even the person? They killed that one lady. She was eating her ice cream. She was sitting there, a nurse, after a, a long shift, goes home. And she's sitting there on her couch, naked, eating ice cream. These cops bust the door down and kill her. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I get that. No-knock warrants and whatever. They should they should know where the hell they're going and what the address is, right? But, uh, and he also wants to restrict the transfer of surplus military geared cops because the military gives all that stuff to police agencies, you know, the Hummer things and whatever, and, you know, extra body armor, that type of stuff. I'll say this. I don't like the tactical gear on police officers. If it's a situation where you need it, that's good. But if it's a situation where you don't, I was at a Hess gas station one time online, and uh, this and all his utility belt was three times as Batman. You know, he looked like a, an idiot. People were laughing because he's also real short, micro mini. But you don't trust me. It's being in New York, unless it's somebody, some you know, put an ankle bracelet on them as I'm talking music on the sheet. They're talking about disarming cops. 
listening to now, which is pretty funny. But it's it's the police officer. It's, it's supposed to be. Your average citizen out there is afraid of a police officer. They're afraid. When you're driving down the road going 30 miles an hour, and then here comes your, you're coming up upon a police officer going 25. going on and people are, are afraid to go the speed limit because of persecution they don't want to be go they don't want to go through the process they don't want to go through the stop they don't want to have some cop say all the stuff to them I was coming down the I was uh we're heading actually going to uh, a studio where I did my television show I think so I, I couldn't see out of my back back when it was all frosted. It just left the mall, put the defroster on. So it was all frosted. I'm in the lane going down, going, the speed limit is 55. I'm going probably 60, 61, right? And there's a car and a couple cars in the right lane. All of a sudden, this dude gets on my ass, man. And I mean, this guy came so close to me, I couldn't see his headlights anymore in my, in my rearview mirrors. He had to have been a foot away from it, literally, right? Which freaked me out. And I didn't want to, like, step on it and go to 75 to get in front of the car uh, that was in the right lane so I can let this maniac pass, right? So I just maintained my speed. I got in front of the other car. I pulled, I got over. Then I plastered my middle finger against the window as the asshole passed. You know who it was? It was a sheriff's deputy in Tompkins County, right? I give him the finger. He sees that. He gets behind me and pulls me over, right? And, uh, and then he's like, what's your problem, sir? And I said, you know what? You just tailgated me for the last uh, three quarters of a mile, oh, a foot away, driving aggressively. You know, I'm like, what, is, what, is, what are you doing? What are you trying to do? And uh, then, then the guy says, he looks at my car and looks at me. He's like, you know how many things I can find wrong with your car right now if I wanted to? He said that to me, right? So then he's like, uh, you know, I was licensed registration insurance card. I gave him the information. Problem. Where are you going to, sir? And uh, first, this is even cooler. He looks at my name, Michael Angley. And it was a household name because I had caused a lot of ripples in the Ithaca community <laughs> back in, back in the day. It was a household name, literally, <laughs> but more more uh, infamous than famous. <laughs> you know? So he's like Michael Angley, Channel Thirteen. Did that? Uh, yep, that's me. Then the guy gets all nervous and he's, he 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 can't control his breathing. He's like, oh, he like, where are you going, sir? I said to the television station to do a show about you <laughs> and he's like well uh, i know i could be an asshole i'm sorry you don't have to watch my driving the cop apologized to me saying he could be an asshole he's a shit driver yeah only because i had a tv show that's the only reason because i had a show he was afraid i was gonna plaster his crap name all over the airway and i did and i did and i did i think i talked about that dude for six months 
<laughs> it's back in the 90s. I'm still talking about it. <laughs> but yet, that cop on the highway at 2 o'clock in the morning messing with somebody who doesn't have a TV show, some regular old person, he's going to cause them trouble. And he said it. You know how many things I could find wrong? You know what I said to him when he said that? Go ahead. I just had the car inspected, which I did like two days before. Go ahead. Look for things that are wrong. You know, I will fight you until the end. I will win and I will drag your skull through some people. Look at this piece of crap. Happened, and I was known for that. I was known for that. You know, the DA came after me and Tom. County because of my show said I was lewd, crude, obnoxious, and obscene. That guy's dead now. He lost his job. He moved to Albany. Had a massive heart attack on the court steps. He's gone. And you know what? It's a matter of doing the right thing. A matter of doing the right thing for yourself, the people around you. And then, if there's a battle worth fighting, uh, the battle ain't over until the last thing is done. You know what I mean? The only one fool left, the battle goes on, <laughs> and that's it. So, yeah. Anyway, less cops, no. More training, yeah. And a way to hold people accountable. You know, aside from calling the sheriff, who didn't care at the time, I should have been able to to uh, to contact that department and, and say, listen, this is what happened. This is an incident. You know, this guy was threatening. He threatened me. You know what I mean? He, he drove recklessly. He could have hurt me and other people, too, on the road. You know, so, uh, but there's nothing like that. There was nothing. And if you just called in, it falls on deaf ears. They don't care. They don't care. That's the problem. That's the problem. You know, so, yeah, more, more training. More training, right? And, yeah, you want to get rid of the tactical gear? Um, They shouldn't have tactical gear. You know, it, it's just, uh, yeah, sure, if there's a SWAT team, they should. If it's a regular old schmo police officer driving down the road giving out tickets, the last thing you need to, to feel like you're being approached by by some paramilitary guy. You know what I mean? You just want, you know what you want? Like state troopers who are New York state troopers who are, are professional. I've always found them to be professional. Never found them to be anything but. But local town cops and sheriff's department, you're going to find a lot of people who aren't like state troopers. And state troopers have a really high standard, uh, even their hiring standard, you know what I mean? But the other police agencies do not. But, yeah, you can be going through some little town in the middle of the night, and you're going to catch the podunk cop. And, you know, he might have it. Oh, man, if you come from the city. I'm from New York City originally, man. When I moved upstate, they hold that against you. We're in the same state. They don't care. You city, city boy. <laughs> You city boy. All right. Let's see. Uh, the restrictions and transfers of military equipment, uh, doing all that. The former president, Barack Obama, 2015 freeze on the Pentagon's. Uh, Obama was in there for eight years, and he's, like, complaining about stuff that happened when he was in there that he did. <laughs> I don't know. What a difference a day makes. So, aside from this, all this other stuff, let me get off this. Because we, as a people, need somebody in charge who knows what they're doing, man. And, and like, you know, Obama's out there pledging to defend Taiwan if it faces a Chinese attack, saying, yeah, 
will send troops in and defend them vigorously, right? See, the, the Easter Bunny wasn't there to stop him, you know? <laughs> At Easter, they had, when he was saying that stuff, the Easter Bunny cut in, grabbed his shoulder, and... and so confused <laughs> like like he got into hunter's stash or something you know started seeing the easter bunny telling you <laughs> okay sir i think that was obama in there that easter bunny costume anyway or hillary okay shut up the easter bunny comes over and says shut up shut up oh easter bunny shut up so yeah, you know, it's in our constitution that we have to actually defend Taiwan. Give them a lot of weapons and stuff like that, sell them gear and that type of stuff too. China considers Taiwan a state of China. But you know what's you know what I find cool about the out of control Biden because they, they, they backpedaled after he said this. They he didn't. They did. You know, his 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 handlers came out saying, Well, he didn't really mean that. They they do that all the time. And they don't like what he says. They well, he didn't really mean that, you know. Didn't really mean it. Sound like he meant it. But you know what was cool? What I found cool is now you have China, Xi Jinping, looking at Russia being decimated by the Ukrainians with shoulder with shoulder weapons. I mean, they shot down uh, another airplane, a Wagner, a Wagner Group. This guy was an ex-general who retired, and he went. Wagner Group. The Wagner Group is uh, Putin's own private army. He has his own little private army, airplanes, helicopters, and everything, aside from the Russian army. This dude, this another general, was flying over in another one of these fighter craft, stinger, stinger missile. And you know what's interesting? To be, to be a, a sniper pilot, what they call these Russians, uh, their sniper pilot, right? Which is what this general was. It is. Eight, uh, what, 10, 8 to 10 to 12 years of training and about $10 million to do it over that time. They lost all those pilots. They, they've shot down a lot of aircraft, you know. And these are, are this it tells you about the technology and it tells you about being overly confident because the Ukrainians are using sh- shoulder weapons, stingers and other things like the javelin to take tanks out. I've never seen tank uh, turrets pop the way they do. And I have a very different view on, on Russia, which uh, which most mostly everybody does now, of, of how weak they really are and how uh, over-pumped I think that they were. So at the same time, you have China watching this, right? And China's watching Russia get get their asses kicked. You know, essentially, they should have been done already. They should have had the Ukraine already. They should have been overdone. They're watching them lose, you know, uh, what they, the Pentagon said they lost over a 1,000 tanks. A thousand tanks, and those those T nineties cost like four and a half million bucks, American wise. Tanks, helicopters. I think they said over a hundred helicopters. Uh, you know, uh, fixed wing aircraft. You got a couple hundred of those that got shot down, and and they're they're estimating around thirty thousand Russian troops that are dead, not including the ones who took off and went AWOL and that or don't want to fight. So you have the world watching. And then here's Biden threatening, threatening China. Like, yeah, you're going to Taiwan. We're gonna, we're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> you know? And then they, they, a whole battle group went right through past those islands that China's trying to claim. And you know, they harass anybody going down that that waterway because they're they're trying to claim it as their own, right? Even though 13 countries share the same waterway, but uh, 
and then we put floated a, a battle group, you know, aircraft carrier, destroyer, frigates, all of the stuff going through there. And uh, at the same time, he's like, yeah, you know, you think you're going to go into Taiwan? Uh, we're going to defend it. We're not even defending the Ukraine. We're just giving them stuff, right? We're giving them stuff. The Germans, I don't know what the Germans are doing. The Germans gave them a bunch of, uh, a bunch of artillery with no shells. So you know what a gun is worth with no bullets? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You know what your car is worth without any gas? Nothing. It's just it's a pretty planter at that at that rate, you know. So it it, it <laughs> you know that's why I like katana. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it really comes down to uh, resources, and as the Russians are trying to refill and get their diesel up there and do all their stuff, the Ukrainians are, are taking out their supply lines, and they're, they're being smart about it. Using, we're giving them intelligence, and the UK supplying intelligence. You know, Israel just denied giving the Ukraine anything lethal. They supplied them with helmets and, and uh, you know, body armor because they don't want Russia to take anything out on, on uh, the Ukraine. Uh, Israel, because uh, Russia is deeply embedded in Syria now, right? And Israel's got enough trouble with Syria, whatever. I, I just think that they're not. Israel's Israel. Israel's out for Israel. If you think Israel's going to help anybody, if they, they don't have an interest in it, you're, you're sadly mistaken. So anyway, that's the problem there. You know, that's the problem there. So it's, uh, I think it, it's a mess. It, it's cascading. It's getting worse. It's it's changing and morphing. You know, uh, the the biggest problems are the food shortages around the world because the Ukraine supplies so much wheat. They're not the only supplier of wheat, but they're a big supplier of wheat uh, to the point where a lot of third world countries are talking about sending their troops into the Ukraine to escort the grain uh, to the ships and escort the ships because the Russians have a blockade of the whole Black Sea area. So they can't uh, get their ships out of there with the grain. So Egypt is the first one saying, we'll send in ships and troops and all that. You know what I mean? And it's going gonna, it's gonna to go on. As soon as one puts their toe in the water, the rest of them will follow. Because not only do they get to get their grain and, and do this, but they, they also get to spit in the face of Putin. You know how much people hate that guy? Really hate him, especially now. You know, people talking about the shooting, 19 kids dead, and I'm thinking like, man, that's horrible. And then look at, and then look at the the the, the war uh, of Ukraine. How many kids are dead? And look around the world. You know, a number of dead kids in in the sub-Saharan regions in Africa and all that. And you, you think that people could do something about these things, but they don't. They just use it as as political ammo. That's all they do. And then nothing ever gets done. So. It's uh, it's worse than than getting uh, really worse, and I think that uh, with the high gas prices, high diesel prices, especially, not subsidizing the truck drivers, which we should be doing, forty forty billion to the Ukraine, but yet we're not subsidizing especially. run on diesel those trucks run on diesel the least they could do is subsidize so biden wants to release a million uh, a million gallons of diesel out of our strategic reserves well a million gallons you know 
And how many how many use every day? Ten? That's not even gonna help, not even in the least. It's just not even gonna help nothing. Nothing. They need to to put passion and subsidize and help people out because that affects all the stuff, all the whatever. But yet, what's this headline? You're gonna love this one. Oil giants reap record profits as war rages in Ukraine. Energy prices store. And so Let's see, profits for global shell was by the billions despite significant costs of uh, exiting operations. So they say that they needed to charge more money per barrel, even though it's a traded thing and it's a futures market and it basically works on fear and loathing. But it's they say they, they but yet they wouldn't have record profits if they, that was true. So obviously they're making much more than the product is actually worth. And at the same time, they're stealing. They're stealing your money. And when you go to the store and that box of food is $3 more and everything costs 50% more, 25, 40% more, and you see the gas prices that, that you know, they were under $3 a gallon, uh, the ones that are Around me, when when Trumpy was in there, as soon as Biden went in there, as their Green New Deal, you want to push the elect, push the electric car, you want to push all this, all this other stuff, which is fine. But yet, there's no cars to be bought. They're all bought up for years now. People are on waiting lists, right? What are people supposed to do to get to work and back? And you know, people are poor. The middle class are poorer because they're the ones who have to pay to get to work. They got to put gas in their car and get to work. They've got to feed their family. Oh, so instead of buying roast beef, you can buy bologna. The people are living, living, it's harder. Life is becoming harder. Why? Because of fear and loathing and because of mismanagement of this government and fear of these oil companies. So it's Memorial Day weekend. The prices are going to go up another 50, 60, 70 cents a gallon. Oh, then. You're going to have a hurricane season start up. Oh, there's threats in the Gulf and all that stuff. And going to give them uh, more. If you see gas at $10 a gallon, that's not too far off, is it? You know, not too, right? It's seven in a lot of places now. You know, eight bucks for, for, uh, I mean, around here. I mean, I put gas in. The other day, it was uh, over $5 a gallon. I think I paid five sixteen. I put 89 octane in there because I don't do the, the lower because uh, they use ethylone mowers and not for cars, you know. Their their answer is put more uh, ethanol. Ethanol is crap. You don't get any mileage out of it. It, it, and it ruins your engine. It's ethanol. It's not not made for uh, engines. There's something that's an additive that, that they do. But come on, man. So how do you feel about the oil companies getting richer and all those people? You know, I don't know. I'm going to ask Kanye West. I'll tell Kanye. I just saw him a picture in these, these gigantic boots, like boots that, that a giant would wear. And I'm thinking, this guy is just so crazy. He is lucky that people pay him be crazy because I don't get paid at all to be crazy. You know, not a dollar. I do it for free every day, as a matter of fact. So now he's Announcing a, a deal with the crazy man with the giant boots is is going to redesign their McDonald's packages. He's getting together with the the, the clown, <laughs> the McDonald's.
called clown, right? With the Muchi designer uh, Nyoto uh, Fukaswana. And then that's, you go to McDonald's. I don't go to McDonald's now, right? I refuse to because much of what they put in their, their food isn't food. So I know that. There you go. The Atlanta-based rapper took completely <laughs> took his completely wiped Instagram account. Uh, so he wiped his account out. Now he's back because he's out of the. So he was only in a mental institution for what a couple of weeks. <laughs> is that is that enough time to really tackle his problems? I don't think so. I don't think so. And his his idea was to repackage McDonald's stuff. He's probably sitting there eating some McDonald's, saying, "I could repackage this." Let's see, he posted an Instagram story featuring a box that could be the latest packaging for a McDonald's sandwich. Below the box, he wrote, next week, it's the fries, a line from his 2005 late registration song. I can't even name this guy, so I have no idea. I just know that he wants to uh, kill that dude. <laughs> That's it. You know, he wants to go after Skeet. He calls him Skeet. While he mentioned uh, Fuckaswana. Fuck it. How you say it? Fuck us. Fuck us. Saw a. Fuck us. Saw a. Fuck us. Saw a. Saw. 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 Why can't I say that? Fuck us. Saw. Fuck us. Saw. That's the name. Fuck us. Saw. Fuck us. Saw. You got to say something three times. So in his latest Instagram post, uh, the Japanese industrial designer, best known for for working with Japanese retailer Muji, Muji, Fuji's brother, Muji, uh, has yet to make any comment about the purported project. Several of you are surprised about his comeback on Instagram, especially considering that the rapper has been uh, quite in a mental institution. Uh, gotta say, though, he most about McDonald's was not what fans were expecting. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I think he just wants to change the packaging. It pissed him off. He doesn't like it. So this is what crazy men do, and he gets paid for that. That's what gets me. He gets he's getting paid for this. Paid for that. Ugh. So and I mean, do we have time to talk about Will Smith? Will Smith since his career's over, basically he stole milk and that. So he goes on David Letterman, right? And <laughs> He had. He said he anticipated his latest life shift that his career would be destroyed earlier. Candidate sit down station with David. Next show that he David even on Netflix. So I got rid of Netflix because of the horrible content. So I wouldn't watch him anyway. But yeah, my next introduction, which was taped months before the viral slap. So uh, no jokes there. Smith recalled a premonition of the sort of experience while under what he claims the effects of uh, of Hollywood, <laughs> basically. No, if uh, what was it? Uh, ayahuasca, a psychoactive herbal drink that reportedly holds some hallucinogenic. Why people just people have some whiskey or something? How much you want to bet? <laughs> she, gave, she gave him some fancy, fancy drink. Drink this. He's like, oh, okay. See? I take him as not a smart guy and a very goofy guy. I used to really like him. And it, it wasn't a slap. 
that made me not like him. It was because he slapped a guy and he didn't fall down. <laughs> you know, like Chris Rock weighs like 90 pounds, man. You know what I mean? It's like he's slapping over a feather. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I think that his ego has gone out of control. I think that he has shortfalls with his own mother and his own family, even though he's close to his mom, but I know his mom was abused by the father and whatever. And I think that uh, he's overcompensating and putting love in an area where there's no love anymore. Once it's over, it's over, dude. You know what I mean? There's really no going back. No matter how much you think you can, there's no going back. So anyway, he said, once you drink this drink, you're going to see yourself in a way you've never seen yourself before. That happened to me with mescaline one time when I was like 20 years old. Uh, on the one, <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. <laughs> one of the experiences uh, was the individual most hellish psychological experience in my life. Smith said he had a vision that his uh, palatial home, his wealth, and his unparalleled career would be ripped from him during a spell of two years, which he explained uh, ingesting the psychedelic drug. Yeah, while his wife was hanging out ingesting uh, that 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 rapper, you know, the, the dude for two years. She had a two-year relationship with the guy, and then she was talking about it on the air. She had Will Smith come on her show and told about it there there and he melted down this is not a nice person she doesn't care about him and he's hanging in there it's it's very sad and pathetic to to see something like that that's why i lost because he's being you know and he's he's in the realm of uh just uh, he doesn't have his own own freedom for himself he's controlled by somebody who who doesn't know how to control anything so anyway but he's blaming it on the psychedelic drink and whatever. That's, that was just very funny to me. I just wanted to read that to you. I'm going to end the show there because I have to end the show, unfortunately. I will see you guys next week. I want to talk about Jurassic Park and Laura Dern and Sam Neill talking about their 20-year age gap in the original movie. And now she's saying because of patriarchy, or patriarchy uh, you know, it shouldn't have happened. And meanwhile, that has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? It, a 20-year difference between two people, it's not a terrible thing. And we see in Hollywood a lot of women going for younger men. So we'll talk about that next week. I'll see you next week on Red Pill News. Uh, good night from United Public Radio Network, UPRNTalkRadio.com. Bye.